Good afternoon and welcome to SJ at Noon live back in the studio talking all your SJHL weekly talk. Rory McGoran and throwing off your equilibrium as usual is the Nugs over there. Nugsy, we're back in studio. It's live and we want to jump right into it because we got a great show. We're going to have Chris and Rob with Great Western Brewery talking about all their promotions and partnerships with the league coming up in about 15 minutes time. And then Jared Six, the latest Direct West commitment going to Mercyhurst and uh, another one for the league. And one that you had anticipated coming. A lot of scouts watching for Jared Six, Division I uh, University, and congratulations to him. He'll be joined at about 12.30 and a jam-packed show. And then to wrap up the show, we didn't get to have a showcase, Nugsy, but we had a little fun making uh, the rosters anyways, and we'll cross-examine. But we're, uh, we're back. We're live in studio. It's good to see you. Hey, we always uh, love an opportunity to feel like we can do a better job than the coaches and GMs around this league. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we took the opportunity. So hope you enjoy that. That's coming up at about 12.45. And then, of course, comment along because we are back live. Your showcase rosters, if we left anyone off, uh, messages for Jordan Six, messages for Great Western. Uh, we're going to have a great show as we're back live in studio. And what a way to kick it off because we'll go into your Sask Lotteries recap, starting with the game last night, Estevan, Notre Dame, 8-7, you were there in one of the wildest games, back and forth, 4 nothing uh, in the first three minutes for Notre Dame, 8-3 heading into the third, and you can't count out the Bruins, four straight goals in about another four-minute span. It was 8-7 and a thrilling finish. How was it calling that one? Yeah, it was crazy. It was a blast. That's junior hockey. I think everybody has at least a story or two like that. And the thing about this game is that uh, the Hounds had been beaten by Estevan relatively easily earlier in the year, 9 nothing on the same ice surface, and uh, maybe the Bruins thought it would be the same story this time around. Obviously, the Hounds retooled, brought in a lot more experienced players. Um, but that being said, the Estevan Bruins played a heck of a hockey game, and I'll be looking forward to asking Jared Sitch you know, about it, who was there on the ice. But uh, for most of this, a lot of this game, Rory, the Estevan Bruins played four forwards uh, with one D to, to try to climb back into it because Jason Tatarnik, the head coach of the Bruins, his philosophy, Rory, simply was well, what's the difference if we give up a few more goals, we're going to try to come back. Yeah. And I love that philosophy, but when you have four forwards for a lot of the game, five on five, what do you think is going to happen? Track meet? A track <laughs> meet and lots of odd man yeah. rushes. Yeah. And, you know, Notre Dame could have hit double digits. Maybe Estevan could have hit double digits. Like, it was it was crazy. I can't think of a crazier uh, regular season game. Have, have you called something that game like this that kind of sticks out? Yeah, I'm, maybe Couple. another one that jumps off the page because of yeah. everything that this one happened. But, um, I mean, you said there was two goals that yeah. apparently did go in, but right. they were not called goals. Referees convene. So it might have been 9-8. Of course, our, our thoughts with Jamie Valentino as well, right. the Estevan Bruins. We hear he's okay, but scary moment as he collapsed on the bench mm -hmm. during the game. So, I mean, I can't imagine what the players were going through. Uh, Four nothing in the first three minutes. A, a goalie change after two goals with Boston Belois coming out. Then uh, Herjlicka comes in and and he does great. Then you have the Estevan Bruins in the third period with a wild comeback. So I mean it had everything. That's why we wanted to start the show off with it because yeah. this was yeah one of the one of the best games in the SJHL this year. Yeah, wild. Worth the price of admission. They actually. Tatarnik actually went back to below yeah. us to start the second and then back to Herdlicka <laughs> to start the third. So, And Cam Herdlicka, to his credit, made a lot of good saves in this game. And, you know, at the flip side for Notre Dame, Austin Elliott, young kid, you know, he gave up seven. You say, oh, how could he play well if he gave up a touchdown? He actually made a, just a barrel full of awesome saves, too. This game had absolutely everything. Yeah, J J Jamie Valentino on the bench. Again, hope he's okay. Second period, uh, I see a frozen bottle hurtling onto the ice away from everybody. Sure. It was the Estevan bench trying to get everybody's attention. Uh, and then he got very prompt uh, medical care, it seems. And, and Jason Tatarnik messaged him after the game. He said he was okay. He'll be fine. Uh, was on the bus with the team, and he'll be okay. And hopefully, whatever it is that caused it, he takes care of, of course. But... Man, it's crazy. And the Hounds have won four in a row. And, I, and the bottom line is I think obviously the Hounds are happy to take the two points, but neither Jason Tatarnik or Brett Pilkington <laughs> happy at the very end, though the neutral and certainly the broadcaster absolutely entertained. Yeah, a few, a few yeah. less follicles on the head for both of them, not yeah. that they really not had many to remaining. Anyways, yeah. no, <laughs> sure. Estevan Bruins' first, uh, first regulation loss in 2022, and you mentioned yeah. Notre Dame Hounds on a four-game winning streak. Now, they kind of control their own destiny, having some games in hand. They're in the eighth spot, one point over the Kindersley Clippers, but they do have three games in hand. Uh, 
Estevan, nothing to worry about. And is there a better face-off guy in the league than Eric Pierce? Because no. every time they needed a draw, it was 16 on the ice. Yeah, he's a monster. And, you know, he, he's uh, – so how do I word it? When, he, when, he, when a WHL guy or a QMJHL guy or, you know, whatever comes down, uh, you know, comes to the SJ or to a junior A league, uh, often they're in those leagues because they're elite. They're very, 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 very talented at a certain element. And obviously, those who watched the Western Hockey League last number of years know that Eric Pierce can kill penalties really, really well. Can make take faceoffs really well. He was doing it against NHL prospects. You know, really a future bona fide NHL players. Again, he's doing that here in the SJ too against bona fide uh, future NHL prospects. But. Uh, man, he was fantastic. Uh, was Eric Pierce, and no surprise uh, that he's there because you expect Estevan Bruins Rory are going to need some big, big-time face-offs. You know, deep into the playoffs, they hope, and obviously at the area, at the Centennial Cup. Notre Dame Hounds four straight wins. They pick up one over the Flint Flon Bombers. They pick up one over the Estevan Bruins. They're beating teams. Tough yeah. competition when they need to, as every point matters. Mm-hmm. But there was no separation as we continue along your Sask lotteries. Of course, if you don't catch the show live, head back and watch it on demand or the podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get it. Uh, we're back in studio, but no separation, what I'm trying to say. Kindersley Clippers, mm-hmm. two wins this weekend. Melville Millionaires, two wins this weekend. So the Notre yeah. Dame Hounds go out and they beat some tough teams, but they get nowhere in terms of a little bit of a security blanket yeah. uh, and try to get a little separation there between the ninth and 10th place Clippers and Melville Millionaires respectively. Well, this past week, the Hounds did beat Melville in a shootout. So mm-hmm. there was, there was a big earlier one in there the earlier yeah, in the week yeah. on Tuesday and the Hounds, I know circled that one as an absolute uh, must win. Uh, but again, big, big time kudos. I mean, you have uh, Brad Pilkington at Notre Dame, you know, first time, you know, coach of a junior A team. Mike Rooney in Melville, you know, first-time coach of a junior A team. Ken Plaquin, again, first-time coach of a junior A team. These guys are hockey guys, been around for a long time, but it's different. The SJ is so different, such a grind, right? So these guys are finding a way when things weren't perfect, when it was tough. It's been tough. It's been a grind. The year's getting long. They've dealt with lots of injuries. All of them, everybody has. Uh, but they found a way to all stay very, very relevant and have their teams motivated. Uh, you know, even, even and maybe we'll touch on Weyburn later, but the, the Hounds played Weyburn, uh, Nippowin played Weyburn, and uh, Flinflon played Weyburn. And I think to a man, uh, all the coaches and the players on those teams that faced Weyburn, who are the 12th place team in the league right now, Rory, and are rebuilding, obviously, they're still playing a hard 60 minutes for Cody Mays. Of course. So that's the SJ for you. Like, I was marveling sitting in the booth at the Crescent Point place. It was 8-2 Notre Dame, and, and they were the, the wings were flying still, like working extremely hard. So uh, big-time kudos, Cody Mapes, again, first-time junior head coach. So kudos to these young guys. Just to uh, sort of encapsulate what we're looking at in the standings, Notre Dame's at eighth place with 43 points. The Clippers, who picked up two big wins over Melford and LaRange. So, like, yeah. all these teams are, uh, you know, they're in ninth and tenth, so a majority of their games remaining are going to be against teams above them in the standings. But both in a shootout. I'm not sure if we have Noah Lindsay's one of his shootout yeah. goals, but you could play whatever one you want because it was the exact same clip. And uh, two shootout wins yeah. for the Kindersley Clippers. If we have both, play them both their tatter because they are identical. I'm not sure if you do, but it's the exact same move, wide out, uh, left, bring it inside, and then shot above the, uh, the the glove hand of the goaltender. But two wins for the Clippers. Then the Melville Millionaires, they play two games as well, and they pick up two wins. They're sitting 38 points, but you said one win hasn't been updated. So they actually have 40, three points out of the playoff window with a few games uh, played more than the Notre Dame Hounds. So no separation, but these are the games that I'm looking at now when you have Melville going up against Kindersley or Notre Dame against Kindersley because those are four-point games, and when we're heading the 10-game remaining in the SJHL season, it's insane how important. These 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 ones are. Yeah, it is insane. Just remarking on did, the video there. Yeah, there. Yeah, he pulled both, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the, well, the, one of the top guys in the league here, Jacob Faith, was think, talking about when he pulled the clip that he thought it was maybe a glitch. But <laughs> <laughs> it was the same move. Amazing. Hey, clutch Noah Lindsay. He also scored. He scored the only goal in both of those shootouts, Rory, too. Uh, so super clutch there by uh, the veteran Lindsay. And, you know, to Melville though, you know, we you and I saw Noah Wills like from the start of the year and. And just, wow, what a player. Like, he's not a big guy. He's, he's very uh, slender, we'll say. But he finds a way, and he finds little pockets of space, and he's so elusive, uses his feet really well, protects the puck really well. Um, he's got eight points in his last five games, and he always seems to get points in big moments. And, again, another goal, game, game-winning goal for Enrique Fontes. Where he's got 11 goals this year, 
Five of them are game winners. <laughs> Tied for the league lead, or right, right, right close, I right believe. Right at the bottom. Yeah, second, right below Rumsey, I think. Yeah, Rumsey yeah. in second, so, I believe, is fifth with five with so Enrique nice, Fontes. Nice pick up with Fontes, yeah. Yeah, so a 6-4 win for the Melville Millionaires against Yorkton. Then they go and they defeat the Nippewin Hawks on Sunday night. And where are the Melville Millionaires right now? There's still some games left. We know there's mm-hmm. time. But is it is it tough to see them passing both Kindersley and Notre Dame, trying to get on to the Yorkton Terriers just with the amount of games they've played. They've now played 46, which is the most among those four teams. Hey, anything can happen. I mean, uh, you know, even the Yorkton Terriers, right? Like, they're right, not that far away. Laurent is not that far away, too. Those teams played lots of games as well, Rory, but uh, man, week to week, we're like, oh, this team's struggling. Are they going to figure it out? This team's on fire. We're going to figure it out. You know, the the margins are so slender, Rory, the, at the bottom. There's there's three packs right now, right? There's the two at the top. Seems like Estevan and Humboldt, they're really running away with it. Uh, Flynn, Fawn, Melford, Battleford's kind of in the middle. They seem like they've run away from that little pack yeah. there. Uh, and then you got, you know, six to I would go six to, to ten. ten. I would go six to ten. Nipawin, again, a It'll be able to take a lot, but they're not way right out of it. But it'll take a lot for Nippowin. Um But the the margins between six to ten, Rory, are just tiny. And you know who's playing at home and who's got the matchup, who's staying healthy. That's it's, the biggest thing. It's five right teams now. and only three are getting in. So absolutely, the Melville Millionaires have a lot to play for. Absolutely, they have the talent. And but the one concern I have, and I don't have the information, is that Nicolas Samson was not in the lineup against Nepalwin, and he's dealt with some injuries this Player year, Player of the month too. in January. Player well. of the month, yeah. So he's been outstanding for Melville this year, and especially in the second half. if They, they need him to create offense because they're definitely a team dynamic, but they do rely on a few guys to put pucks in the net. The Humble Broncos only one win. It was a dominant one, 7 nothing against the Nipawin Hawks on Saturday. The reason I want to bring them up is the goaltender, Race Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can read it on the SJHL site. It is the most wins by a goaltender in the last 20 years, since 2001-2002, when Sean Lee of the Nipawin Hawks, they were playing more games than 58 back then as well. It's also the most wins by a goaltender since the SJHL switched to a 58-game uh, season. And the crazy thing is that the Broncos still have 11 games left. Yeah. So how many do you give to Ramsey? Seven? Like, yeah. you know, if, even if you're trying to manage it a little bit, heading into the playoffs, give him some rest. But Scott Barney doesn't doesn't strike me as a as a manager. No, no. And Race Ramsey isn't a goalie who wants to in be managed. In that way, in that way, I mean, right? Yeah. And 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 Race Ramsey doesn't want to be managed. But if you just you know erring on the side of caution, say seven, yeah. right? And you pick up seventy percent of the wins. That brings up to thirty-seven wins on the season for a single goaltender, which yeah. is just astronomical. Here, here's my thing about Race Ramsey, Rory, and like he's he's obviously an excellent goalie. But here's my thing that, about him. You know, you walk around the rink at the EPA or if Humboldt's in town in your rink before the game, and if you if you happen to spot Race Ramsey, he is mentally it's, as locked in yeah. as any player in the SJ that I've ever seen. And, you know, on the ice before the game, he does the exact same routines, all these things. He is locked in. He's intimidated. He, you he, can't talk to him bef- before the game. Yeah. yeah well, I, I don't want to. I find it intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I believe in that guy. So, <laughs> so and, and, you know, you talk to uh, – you, 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 probably if you walk around NHL-like rinks before games and around them, like it's a lot of guys who are similar to that, right? Like he has a – he brings a professional mm. approach every day, and that allows him to have repeatable results. Yeah. And that is something that I'm sure Scott Barney's just over the moon – for all the young guys, be it McGrath and Perkins, NHL draft prospects, be it, you know, even Morozov and Orchard and older guys, just to see somebody to pattern the way. If, if you want to be a hockey player for a profession, then watch Race Ramsey yeah. and follow. Don't You don't have to do the exact well, also, I mean, just things from, he does, but his ability to do that is amazing. From working for the Broncos as well, he's the last one to leave yeah. Last one to leave the rink after every game, how, how yeah. he takes care of his body and knows amazing. he needs to have that sort of uh, cool down, right, to make sure he can play 48 games in yeah. a 58-game season. So, is so, a bit, so, so the fact that he's got these awards yeah. is amazing, but it's also not, at, it's not that surprising. No. With because the way he, the way he work, he yeah. puts in, yeah. So. Battleford's North Stars is the last team I want to touch on in your SAS Lotteries recap, of course. They picked up a win on Friday against the Melford Mustangs, but back on Tuesday it was shutting out the Humboldt Broncos. First time the Broncos were shut out this season, and the first time on home ice for the Humboldt Broncos mm-hmm. since November 29 of 2018. So 1,100 days since they were unable to get a goal, and it was all thanks to their former goaltender, Michael Harash, who stopped 39 of 39. 
Yeah, great uh, for her. Oh, she's uh, he's twelve and three on the year. Rory, <laughs> who are the, 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 yeah, well, and two of the three losses are against his old chums in the humble Broncos. So, you know, certainly this was personal for uh, her. Osh, and um, you know, I think, and you can know better than me, but I don't think the humble Broncos didn't think he was a good goalie. It just didn't work out that way. You know, I think he had some injury issues, and however, we don't have to go into the distant past. But you know, come back to the to the SJ from the BCHL. I've talked many, many times already about how wonderful uh, of an organization the Battleford North Stars are with Gary Childerhose and uh, and Braden Klamasco at the top. You know, I don't know anybody that wouldn't run through a brick wall for those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, and so, you know, great for Harash and that team. And uh, you know, what a pickup. And 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 on top of that, Roar, they have a bunch of commits lately too, right? Yeah, man, the direct west commitments were flying off the yeah. shelf uh, in the past two weeks. We touched on a couple of them last week when we yeah. were virtual. But you got Ryland McNinch, Dylan Esau, mm-hmm. Sam Witt. Uh, I believe is that the three from the battle. Yeah, three, they have yeah, four. Yeah. They have and three so far. Yeah. Most recently, Cole Christensen, right, uh, heading to Jamestown University of the LaRange Ice Wolves. There, mm-hmm. you got Cal Shell and Gabriel Shipper for the Flintflon Bombers. You had Osland and Sitch of the Notre Dame Hounds. Yeah. Um, it, it. Am I missing anyone? There was a lot this past two yeah. weeks for direct West Commitments. It's and you love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It, hey, it's great. That's what we're here for. I think ultimately. I mean, I guess. Everybody's here for maybe slightly different things, but for for me, the biggest thing, the thing that I find the most joy to see is is kids finding using the SJHL as a way to get to their university spots, and and you know I hope that uh, you know U sports teams start coming in soon too and and uh you know just i know the notre dame hounds they have a bunch of young good young players you know you think about holden dole and noah wills and noah barlaghi on humble there you the list goes on yeah. obviously of, of players that uh, we 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 all believe Jaden mercier and flin flon i think he's a d1 talent Absolutely. uh you know long long list of guys in this league we have a lot we're proud i feel like there's going to be a ton more yeah, I feel like the ball's just starting yeah. to roll on these clubs. Awesome. And I think a lot of it goes, I mean, you're, you're seeing the, the veterans as well find their spot, but a lot of it goes to the youth movement that we've yeah. seen this year throughout the league where there's a litany of 2003-born yeah. players, a lot of 2004 as well, and a lot of them are, are getting noticed at this age, which is great. And, and I've said it many times. I'll say it one more time, Rory. These coaches are giving kids opportunities. Yeah. They're giving them ice time. It's fun to watch. They're saying, too. are you an 03 or are you an 04? I don't care. Get out there and show me. If you can do it, good. Then if you can't, then we'll find somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't care your age. And that is the key to getting what we want in this league is those commitments. Absolutely. So, that was just ask Lottery's weekend, well, weekly recap, and yeah. we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time to talk Great Western Brewery with all the promotions they're having in their game days. A great partner of the league next on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran and the Noogs along with you and very excited to welcome in one of the great sponsors of the SJHL. It's Great Western Brewery. We have Rob and Chris. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us and for, for everything you do across the league. That's where I want to start with you guys. Uh, it, you know, you've been a sponsor now with the SJHL for a number of years. You come up with these amazing promotions and we'll break down those uh, a little bit later. But what was important for Great Western Brewery to, you know, associate itself with the SJHL? It's, uh, you know, local communities which are needed to help the teams and then the sponsors are attached to that. Just uh, the importance of you guys sort of getting involved with the league. Mm, for sure. Well, it's the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We're Saskatchewan's brewery. Yeah. It just kind of makes sense. Uh, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you see when, you know, the teams and their marketing job they do, it, it revolves around companies like you to help the SJHL and individual teams as a whole, um, you know, grow and move together. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, part, of our, part of our marketing approach is grassroots. Um, so where's the big breweries like Labatt, Molson? They've got big budgets to go after, you know, the NHL or sure. NFL. Um, ours is more grassroots. We support communities and, and um, in turn ask for the community support back. So um, we're, all, we're all about supporting local. And one of the new ones that you guys are coming out with gets people into the building and supporting their teams because if you could talk a little bit more about us, uh, if you go to your local um, LC where you pick up your original 16 cases, any purchase of a 15-pack is going to get you into an SJHL game. Can you give us a little yeah, more insight in that? Um, okay, I'm holding up the poster here. There it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you buy yourself a 15-pack of 016 Prairie White Copper Ultra. Uh, you, then you get yourself into an SJ game for free. Um, 
and that's all markets. Um, yeah, so that's uh, the focus is the SJ markets, yeah. so like Melville, Estevan, Weyburn, Yorkton, um, but you could see it in Saskatoon, Regina as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you guys, you know, you've been around uh, specifically yourself in, in Melville for yeah. your Great Western Appreciation Nights, which yeah. I know all the fans love. Um, you've had a few already. I think Melville's had theirs done. Yeah, Humboldt. Melville's had one. You know, and the nice thing about the small towns is that they get, they, they support back. Yeah. And they appreciate when we go out there because some of the bigger breweries, they don't make the time to go out there. We like to go out there. You know, they appreciate us when they're there and they come out and support and we want to do it back. So Melville, we've done, uh, we've done one appreciate, Appreciation Night in Melville. Uh, great turnout, you know, we've got some, you know, uh, great Western seats that we put some people in that they win for prior to the game. Mm. We do keg races or keg, uh, keg tosses at, at an intermission. Uh, we do some sampling. Kegs. We do toss kegs. <laughs> They're not full. They're not full. I wasn't there for that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, or we do you know, keg curling, you know, anything we can do. Uh, and we try to get as much interaction as we can. And they love it. And people come out there. And the best part about me being in the small town is that everybody comes up and they want to talk to you about it. They all, everybody has a great story about Great Western. My dad, my grandfather, somebody grew up on mm. Great Western. And everybody wants to come. And they want to talk to you about it. And they want to tell you their stories. And that's the best part about being in these little towns. They're, they really do support us back. I know in Humboldt, we had James and Tyler down there for yeah. the Broncos Great Western Appreciation Night. Uh, it's always a great time when uh, they come out, you know, and like you said, hear the stories from the fans. And yeah. uh, and they were out there handing out those glasses to, mm -hmm. to the fans in Humboldt. Take a look at those. And can people get these? And, and what's sort of the idea behind the glasses just for our fans who are watching how they get hands on uh, official SJHL glass? Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, the SJ Glass, if you can see it on the live feed, it's got logos of every single SJ team, mm. as well as our logo, of course, the SJ logo. And uh, basically, yeah, same thing. You buy a case of beer, get a free glass. And uh, these have kind of come and gone. Um, they've been in the SJ markets for the past, like since November. Mm. Um, they're, they've kind of worn out their welcome. Everybody who's wanted them has one pretty much, but uh, uh, we still have them. So uh, we might use them more to focus on the community involvement nights or the fan appreciation nights. And we've got two more coming up, Melfort and Kindersley. Uh, still have theirs to come. Do you know which uh, dates uh, they are? Well, they're going to be the last weekend of the regular season. Gotcha. So coming up pretty quickly. So for the yeah. playoff push, people can get mm -hmm. down, they can get some great Western uh, brewery swag and hopefully see their team push towards a playoff spot. Yeah, you betcha. Then uh, as well, there's some there's some pubs like uh, Willie's Taphouse and Estevan. Mm -hmm. uh, they serve their pints out of these now. Oh, really? So, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So next time you're in Estevan, check out Willie's. Like we said, just the, com <laughs> the communities and different organizations, you know, supporting each other, which is the main goal and the SJHL. Uh, mm -hmm. The promotion, once again, any brewery in the local markets, uh, any original 16, 15 pack will get you entered into an SJHL game. That's right. Awesome. Chris, Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the partnership that you and the SJHL have paired together. I'm sure some uh, many more great things are going to happen down the road. You bet. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks to, thanks to you guys for sure. Pick up your 15-pack of Original 16, Great West Brewery, and uh, you're heading to an SJHL game just like that all across Saskatchewan. We'll be back and we'll welcome in Notre Dame Hounds defenseman and the newest Direct West NCAA Division One commit, Jared Sitch, next on SJ Noon. Back to SJ at noon, Rory McGoran alongside the news and very happy to welcome in our Super U player profile for this week's show, Notre Dame Hounds defenseman Jared Six. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, how are things going uh, down there in Notre Dame? I want to start off with, of, of course, last night. We'll get into the commitments. Congratulations on that. But what a game it was last night against the Estevan Bruins. 8-7, back and forth. Uh, four points for yourself. What was it like playing in that matchup? I know Nugsy uh, almost uh, had no voice afterwards, but what was it like for you? First off, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor. But, yeah, last night was a crazy game. Went up pretty high and then um, didn't really solidify it until the end. But uh, it was a good battle. Great game by Estefan and um, our own team, Notre Dame. Um, a little weird in the intermission. A player passed out. And, uh, God, I hope. He's okay. Uh, there was news that he was after the game. and But, yeah, just very weird game to play, but it was a good one. What's it do for a group when you can go up against the Estevan Bruins? They're the first-place team in the SJHL. They hadn't lost in regulation all year, or in 2022, I should say. But uh, you're a team that's every point matters, and you went up against the best team, and you beat them 8-7. So what's that do for the group moving forward now? Uh, 
taking a victory from the Bruins like that in that style. Obviously, we're happy with our game, but uh, we got to move on, move forward, uh, be ready for the next game and just continue to do what we do and play our game. Jared, again, extremely happy for you, committed to Mercyhurst University. Uh, just first of all, why Mercyhurst? And then also take us through the uh, process of picking a university and committing to it in the midst of a pandemic. Oh, well, yeah. Um, usually you'd go on like uh, on a campus tour. Um, like my plans are to visit this summer, but I went on a virtual tour. I was talking to uh, Greg, um, the assistant coach, and we were talking through like my game, what it's like there at Mercyhurst day, day in and day out, um, what's the process, and seeing the campus, the dorming, the facilities, I just, I loved it. It, it looked great out there, so I, I was on board for whatever. For sure. And a school, Rory, that has SJHL connections very recently, Josh McDougall, the Nippowin Hawks, also a defenseman there, which is great, and a great player there, doing really well. Uh, Jared, I also got to ask you, you know, obviously, you know that I, I watch you play all the time, so I know this, these things, but uh, it seems like you've been able to play a lot more free, not that you were playing badly or anything before, but it seems like there's a freedom to your game since the commitment happened a couple of games ago. Do you feel that's the case? Do you feel like there's a big weight off your shoulders? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it is. Um, I had a, like, it was a little stress. Um, I, I've wanted it for a few years now because there always there was opportunity and it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. So having it actually accomplished is, I don't know, it's still surreal and definitely weight, like lift some weight off my shoulders. Feels good. We're joined by Jared Six with our Super U player profile, of course, Direct West commitment, the latest one in NCAA Division I going to Mercyhurst University. What was it about Mercyhurst that separated itself from the pack? Because we know there was a lot of attention with Division I schools uh, for yourself, but what was it with Mercyhurst that made you go, that's the one? Um, both the academic and hockey uh, just kind of caught my eye. It's a liberal arts school, so... There's like theater and all that. Like, so I'm going to be meeting a lot of people and the opportunities there. Um, the schooling's great. It's in a great spot here in Pennsylvania. And the facilities are great. Just looking around. Um, if I want it and if I work hard, the opportunities, it's going to be there. So that's why. It's was the, was the um, going through that process, of course, you're still a young kid. Uh, it's one of the, you know, young commitments in the league this year. Was it a stressful situation trying to, you know, talk with family, talk with schools, also your attention with the Notre Dame Hounds, academics on the ice? Uh, what was it like just juggling everything? And and I'm sure, as Luzi said, it's a weight now lifting off your shoulders that you know where you're going. Uh, yes, it was very stressful, but um, could have been a lot more stressful if I didn't have the support I have with my family, Coach Brett. He helps me out through a lot. And um, just my sister went to uh, play Div 1 in uh, volleyball in Portland. And so she went through the process as well. So that helped a lot. So that left it some stress more than needed. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jared, you know, we all imagine our lives and careers going in a very sort of straight direction, a straight trajectory. Some, we're here and, and next year I'll be advanced, I'll be advanced. But for you, it's been, you know, realistic up and down and up and down. And, you know, you missed cut from this team and make that team and, you know, all over the place and you stick with it, uh, I guess, at Notre Dame. And, and now, obviously, you got a long way to stay still go as you better know better than me but uh, just talk about the gratification maybe it feels for you and for your family that you know you've stuck with the game you've stuck with Notre Dame and uh, it's kind of kind of paid off to some degree yeah um ever since I was a little kid I've always been like the bubble kid like barely making teams not making teams so that always uh, drove me I, I had some coaches in the past being like yeah I was cut when I was young and you just got to like it's your choice and what you want to do with that. So I was like, okay, uh, if this is going to happen, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. And then COVID happened. We went in that big quarantine. Uh, I could, I chose to keep working and try and push to the next level. 
So it feels great. Rick, thanks for joining us. Of course, uh, the Notre Dame Hounds four-game winning streak right now. You find yourselves in eighth place, kind of control your own destiny with those games in hand and a few points above, you know, the Clippers and the Melville who are on your tails. How fun is it playing in these type of games when you know that every point matters? And what have you guys been doing successfully to, uh, you know, try to separate yourself from that pack and have a little bit more playoff security? Uh, they're, they're fun games to play. They're like playoff games already. They're every little shift, every little battle matters. We're just, we play as a team and um, keep battling and just play period by period, work at it, throw the last one out and then just get ready for the next. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just again, a, a last one from me then, Jared. I want to ask you about uh, working with uh, Brett Pilkington the last couple of years and uh, Mitch Parity as well, because, you know, the, it, the, the team plays on the big ice surface, of course, at Notre Dame, and obviously skating is a big part of your game. Uh, but what is it about them and the way that they want the team to play and also the way that they handle you guys off the ice that has also helped you to thrive? Uh, well, last year with uh, the season getting canceled, um, both coaches like helped us out throughout, like both me, Kev, and getting ready for the next season. And uh, with the big ice, we use it to our advantage and we know how to use it. And he helps us out with that, both Mitch and uh, Brett with practices. We run through everything. And same with off ice, we go through video and all that on what we need. And it just works perfectly. Jared, thanks for joining us so much. Uh, one last one for me. Of course, you've spent now five years going on, I believe, uh, six at Notre Dame at the Athol Murray College. You get your commitment to Mercyhurst. Well, what is it about Notre Dame? If you're having a discussion with a young kid who, you know, is making his decision, wanting to go to the school, how did it set up you for success now getting that NCAA, NCAA Division One commitment? Pardon me. Honestly, the support here it's like a family we're all brothers and sisters and we all just work we're all athletes here and we just work hard together grind it out and have some fun it's amazing out here and i'm grateful to be here for five years and more jared thanks so much for joining us of course congratulations on the latest direct west ncaa division one commitment he's heading to mercyhurst and the Dame hounds are on a roll right now jared thanks so much for joining us thank you for having me it's an honor there was Jared Six of the Notre Dame Hounds defenseman. Four points last night in that 8-7 win over the Estevan Bruins. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll have a little showcase fun. We didn't get to have it live, but we made our teams, and we'll do a, a little back-and-forth cross-examination next hmm. on SJ Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran and the Nugs with you. Big thanks to, of course, Robin Chris of Great Western Brewery and all the initiatives they're doing. Make sure you pick up your original 16-15 pack. You get a ticket to a game, SJHL game of your choice, of course. And then thanks to Jared Sitch, another commitment. Direct West going to Mercyhurst University. Uh, we talked about the commitments in the last segment there before Jared came on and the Great Western guys. But, uh, yeah, the league's going in a great direction with this youth movement and another one you see there, NCAA Division One. To no one's surprise, one of the best young one of the best young defensemen in the league, in Jared Sitch. We're going to get into your SJHL MJHL showcase. Of course, we just stuck on the SJHL side. Unfortunately for the league and the uh, you know cross league all star format matchup, which we all love going to, we all love watching. Mm -hmm. It's uh, not going to happen this year, but we had a little fun. And before we get into that, you know, one of the big proponents towards the SJHL showcase has been SJHL Commissioner Bill Chow. So we just want to extend our gratitude towards uh, Bill, and he has decided to step down from the role, which will be effective in March. So after the regular season ends, but uh, since 2000. 11 and the exceptional work uh, that Bill Chow has done for the league. I uh, just want to give him a, a round of applause. Yeah, absolutely. Bill is a great guy. Uh, I think he governed this league, presided over the league, I guess, with a lot of common sense and a lot of grace and diplomacy in very hard times. Obviously, the crash yeah. and the pandemic and it was it was a lot so big time uh, kudos to bill for sure absolutely and uh yeah long time over over 10 years as the uh commissioner yeah. and of course the league will do its work to to find the replacement moving forward sjhl showcase time though as we got about 15 minutes left on sj at noon here starting off your monday we'll start with the rookie side so we'll talk about the parameters that we had mm -hmm. um put some rules in there of course you can't have anyone with whl or sorry major junior experience yep. i should say you need to have at least one representative 
from each of the 12 SJHL teams on your roster. Of course, when we get to the vet teams, there's two of them. So yeah. you got to have one representative somewhere on those two teams. With the rookie team, just one. And uh, was that it? I believe that's it. People who already have commitments can be on the team. Yeah. And, yeah, one from each team and no major junior. I think that's what we left it, right? Yep, yeah, that's where we left 13 it. 13 forwards, We, we seven essentially defense, followed the rules at the yeah. last time there was a showcase. Essentially. So... Yeah. Want to go with yours first? Sure. Team Schwartz for the nudes, if we can get the graphic SJHL up of Schwartz. his Young Guns team, which consists of 2003 and 2004 born well, players, and 05 as well, 2003 and younger. Yeah, well, what, so go well, ahead. Man, I mean, again, these are all-star teams, but the talent level, you think about that uh, top six, obviously you throw Kalen Fitzpatrick in with that group, Rory, in terms of 03s and younger. Like These guys, I think, could be top sixes on vet teams. Uh, the groups, the numbers that these guys are putting up, uh, I, I'm sure you would agree, Rory, and obviously Kale DePape. What more can you say about him and Net, the Yorkton Terriers goalie, has been as good as anybody. Right now, if you were to ask me, and I'm not going to make any friends at, with the Notre Dame Hounds, among others, but I think if I'm going to ask me that Kale DePape is the rookie of the year right now. Yeah, I would have him in the conversation 100%. There's so many good rookies. Yep, I so mean, many. Like, Anderson and McGrath and Perkins. And yeah, on. I mean, the list goes on with the rookies in the SJHL, but you sometimes often forget what the goaltender, it, yeah. how, where he ranks in that. I think you got to put him top three if you're in the discussion. And um, trying to think within the Vatera division, he would be my nomination for Vatera division, I think, hands down. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Will's in there, too, yeah. is the other one, but... I mean, to be a goalie, keep to just night in, night out. Like they don't play, they didn't play Bradley Mistel behind him that much. They don't play Tresser Watton behind him now that much either in Yorkton. It's the DePape show in Yorkton oh, yeah. in front. So he's, he, to do that is amazing. He's gone from I would say after uh, maybe a quarter of the season, he's second in the league in minutes right now. Amazing. Like he plays a lot of hockey, and yeah. it's not like it started at the beginning of the season. Yeah, amazing. All right, let's get to your team. Well, hold on. I want to take a look uh, at yours for a second okay. because who have you omitted? Oh, I right. think one of your one of your big ones is in the net. Cam Hurdlick, a great pick, but you left off James Venn of the Melford Mustangs. Yeah, uh, it's tough. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of talented players who who get off our right. our fictional lineup, but <laughs> right, <laughs> I think yeah. Venn's got to be one of them. Yeah, Venn uh, in net could have could have been Hurdlick and Venn. You know, Hurdlick has been great. Venn has been great. I think I also you know missed out. On uh, Liam a guy, Bell maybe on defense. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I had him in my subs. Uh, the the two guys up front that uh, that made me real really suffer, I guess, uh, was Keegan Little yeah. on Estevan. Very versatile. Great to be a young player and to be versatile. He can kill penalties, scores lots of points, and uh, and a kid that I really looking forward to watching next year from the Weyburn Red Wings, uh, Rory Miquan Tallman. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is going to be electric. Just a little bit more seasoning, some guys to play with. Obviously, lots of great players in this, young players in this league. But, um, yeah, so obviously Venn, uh, Little, and Tallman are sort of the three uh, snubs, I guess. Obviously, Zilke is, is, is one on, on Humboldt, too, I'm sure we'll talk about. But uh, he was, he's a great player, too. But those are the guys that maybe I was thinking about. Uh, right on the edge. All right, let's switch it over to now my team. I think we're, we're very similar with yeah. a lot of the lineups and a lot of the uh, the mentions on the roster. Did you try to pair a couple of like teammates together? Did. You did try to switch yeah. it up. So there you see uh, my picks. McGrath with Perkins. You got Anderson with Dutille. You got Tremblay with Vaukler. Uh, are your, you know, Flin Flon, Notre Dame, Humboldt, Wills, Fitzpatrick. I slotted up alongside Anderson and Dutille. Holden Dole, I like him in his center position in between the two Flin Flon bomber forwards. And then uh, maybe from the Nippewin Hawks, Tylen Hilbig, big strong. Mm. Uh, how about him on a fourth line of a rookie team? Uh, yeah. big six well, six and Mullen, like Kirk Mullen, Mullen is a house underrated. too. What's that? They're a house. Like those two guys are houses. Like yeah, I think Mullen is six three. And he's getting bigger. I, I wanted to like, give a little spotlight to Kirk Mullen because he only played 18 awesome. games for the Weyburn Red Wings. But, I mean, and I know the Red Wings are in last place in the league, so maybe not a lot of spotlight. But yeah. if you watch a Weyburn Red Wing game, watch Kirk Mullen. The guy's unbelievable. He's a monster. I mean, you put Hillbig and Mullen together, yeah. and, and, you know, if Maven can, can, can find some space, because those are two, two power, power forwards in the truest sense of the term together and uh, Kirk Mullen you know he's getting lots of opportunities seems like he's happy in Weyburn too and interviewed him on the uh, Saskatchewan game of the month and said I'm very happy to get the opportunity he wasn't getting the opportunity in the AJ and Cody Mapes is giving it to him so uh, you know next year Tallman and uh, Norris the young D-man there from Minnesota and Tallman and you know the list goes on Colby Feist should be back Tallman one more time or 
Tallman, <laughs> Tallman, Tallman. I love Mequon Tallman, man. I think that kid is a player. Our, our, uh, our defense are relatively yeah. pretty much the same. Barlogi Six on the top line. Parker Jasper, who was just named the defenseman of the month in January, yeah. one point in his first 19 games. He has 23 points in his next 23 games. So how about the, the b- blossoming of Parker Jasper, who's on the top line as well, yeah. shutting down offenses routinely for Yorkton. So they're smothering, yeah. and now he's doing it offensively. Yeah, he gets big minutes alongside Tyson Jans and gets big opportunity, but he's earned it. Another, where did he play Midget Roy or U18? I'm sure, Moose, well, Moose Jaw, oh, U18. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That team has produced so many yeah. players for the SJ. Yeah, so you're either, you're either talking Sherwood Park or you're talking Moose Jaw, the, right. the, uh, the factory that a lot of these players are coming out of right. recently. Kale DePape and James Venn uh, are my two goaltenders. Omission wise, Clay Sleva, who you had on the team, yeah. uh, I left off. Keegan Little was a big one for me, and Ethan Zilke as well. Mm. I, I wanted to get Zilke onto the team, but uh, I, I and it just slipped off the board. It's tough to get everyone in. But uh, he's, he's having an under-the-radar, unsung guy, defensively strong as well. And in the face-off, we talked about Pierce. Mm-hmm. You got Blake Rasmussen, who's strong on the dot. Ethan Zilke's yeah. one of them as well. He's up there, absolutely. And I also have to send a big, big, big shout-out to Jeremy Tremblay, who hasn't uh, been healthy lately, unfortunately, up in Flin Flon. <laughs> but Mike Reagan raves about the kid. Says he's one of the, if not the best, young forwards in the league. Obviously, he's got to, sh- you know, vouch for his kid. Vockler's been great all year, but Tremblay as well. He's he's going to be deadly whenever he gets back. Uh, and if he gets back, you know, someone just to add for the playoffs uh, right away. You got a little clip here of a Flynn Flon goal, but uh, I guess it's Vockler probably because uh, Tremblay's not been around. But uh, Tremblay is a weapon for sure. So those were our rookie teams. If you want to comment along, some players that we left off. Uh, of course, yep. it was it was it was tough making those. It was even tougher making the vet teams. Yeah. Even though you had forty spots with the two teams, but the amount of names that got listed off. We'll start with Nugsy's team, Mitchell. And again, you can't have any major junior experience on this roster, and you have mm-hmm. to have at least one player from each of the twelve SJHL teams. Although they can be on either of the. Uh, of our showcase teams. The one thing I guess we didn't do, which maybe made it would have made it visually more appealing for the eyes was have the same six teams yeah. on each of our Mitchell and Kuna. So we're a little jumbled when it comes to that, but let's, uh, let's walk through your Mitchell. Yeah. So we got Notre Dame, we got Humboldt, we got LaRange, very heavy LaRange. Um, you know, obviously the Estevan Bruins have built a lot with, uh, you know, major junior talent. There's no secret about that. But M- Michael Sartor has been excellent, excellent lately. He was so good last night too. Uh, and you have, uh, you know, the Steve Norm, Zach McIntyre. You just show up in the big game, score a simple goal. Uh, down there, just McIntyre again. Got to shout him out. Uh, Humble Broncos, Melville Millionaires alum as well. And the last guy to play on the the Humboldt uh, team that was in the crash uh, as a guy that was a call up for that team. And just just an outstanding, awesome guy. Everybody around the league loves that guy deeply. Uh, and but look at that decor. I mean, the top four, especially mm-hmm. like Hoff and Eric, have been as good as anybody in the SJ. Jansen and Kroon have been just consistent as anybody in the SJ. And uh, you throw Xavier Cannon in a in a net. Rory, you're, you're probably going to win the hockey game. Like That's just the way it's been lately. Yeah, we can uh, shift over now to uh, my pick on the Mitchell team, which I consisted, I sort of broke it down. It was the Mitchell is the Agris division, and then Kunitz got the Sherwood division, and the Vatera division was split. So my team, Mitchell, has, I believe, Estevan and, uh, and Yorkton. I just want to say one okay. last second there. Between Norm, Maddie. And uh, and Koran, yeah. Nobody's winning a face-off against that team. Yeah. <laughs> like that team is winning every face-off. Anyways, continue. Yeah, yeah I, I, absolutely. I put uh, I put Michael Sardor in the uh, in yeah. the in the center spot. If we want to switch over there, Tanner to my pick. There we go with that with the two Broncos that you had on the team, mm. Braden Koran, Alex Soretsky. Then I got the Battleford's North Stars line: Kesslering, Southgate, mm. McNinch. Uh, I have Norm slotting in there with Cody Davis of the Bruins and Connor Nolan of the Notre Dame Hounds, and uh, McIntyre, Checarelli, and Jackson Jorgett. Dylan Esau, my thirteenth forward. I, I'm going to label myself an idiot right now because when you look on the defenseman and the Battleford Northstars are supposed to be a part of this team, I totally forgot about Tyne and Ewart. Yeah. So he, he's on the team. I, you, already <laughs> ma- you already made the graphics, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to make Nugsy change the graphics. Uh, I totally left Ewart off uh, for some reason, uh, but he would slot in there yeah. somewhere. But, uh, and then Harash and Ham. 
are uh, the two are the two goaltenders that I picked for this team. Of course, I had to I had to slide a Nippowin guy onto Team Mitchell, but uh, Checkerelli's different from mine and yours. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Davis and Dylan Esau, I believe. Other than that, we're, we're no, we're, I had Esau. We're, we're pretty close. I have Esau on my uh, oh, on gotcha, my other gotcha. team. I want to shout out Connor Nolan here. I know Notre Dame broadcaster, yada yada yada. Connor Nolan has come so far, Rory, from being signed by Scott Barney and the humble Broncos. He's just grown, worked hard, battled, gotten a little quicker. And, uh, you know, Scott Barney will tell you, he, you know, we thought Connor was a player back then. And oh, I yeah. believe it. And he has become a player. He's been consistent at times when the Hounds haven't been. So uh, give Connor Nolan all the credit in the world, I think. So what's top line of Sartor, Koran, and Soretsky? How many goals are they putting in in a showcase? Yeah, it's a good it's a good <laughs> combo. I mean, Soretsky knows how to score. Koran knows how to work. And Sartor can... can protect the puck so it's kind of a perfect combo let's go now uh to the final team the second veteran that team kunitz of nugsy's selection and you got a full stable of horses in the melford mustangs department on that top line yeah it is. hey it's hard to leave off any <laughs> of these guys and obviously no no disrespect meant to you know curtis hammond or or anybody but you know obviously nolan dole ben Tkachuk, marco lopez that is the first line for the melford yeah, mustangs and they are dynamite uh, obviously, we talked about Isa just getting uh, committed. Uh, Kesslering and Southgate can't be too far behind. I liked uh, Carson Dobson up front for uh, Nipawin. I think he's great. Former captain of the Battle for Stars there, so I think he's awesome. Sam Song has been so consistent, too. Uh, and then on the blue line, I, you know, again, I'll say it, said it once, I'll say it again. Xavier LaPointe is the best defenseman in the SJHL. All around committed to RIT, period. And with his buddy there, Cole Vardy, also on Flin Flon, that is a deadly combination. That No wonder that Flin Flon power play has been so hard to stop all year. And uh, and Shell and Harash have both been super consistent. Uh, Shell for Flin Flon, Harash for Balford. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. And again, I have Trenton Curtis. And, and again, uh, I really, really like him. Jonathan Cron, Dylan Issa, not going to lose faceoffs either. So it's a good team too, I think. Uh, Jaden Mercier and Martin's in the Flynn Flow Online combination there too. Those guys are deadly. I, I, I'm pretty happy with this this team to be honest. And Tyne Yurt's been great too. So I'm really happy with this. Yeah, team. It, and it and it's heavy Battlefords and Melfort on yeah. this team, which. If you look at the standings right now, that might be a first-round playoff matchup. Uh, so we might see Esau, Southgate, and Kessler and go up against Dole Lopez yeah, and Kachuk in the point. first round of the playoffs. It's, it's, yeah, it's, good uh, point. It's fun to break it down. And final one here is my selection on the Team Kunitz, which, of course, I put together the Sherwood division along with Melville and uh, and who was it? Weyburn. And Melville and Weyburn. So the top line, Ben Tkachuk. I broke him apart from the Melford Mustangs, Dolan Lopez. Put him with Samson, the elite mm-hmm. offensive ability. Ben Tkachuk, we know, Mr. 200. And uh, Jaden Mercier, more speed on that top line. I got Jonathan Cron slotting with the Melford Mustangs pair and Dolan Lopez. Then all Larange Icewolves, no, Holden Knights, Gavin Maddy, and Brendan Brandon Della Polera, part of me. And, uh, and then Jackson Martins of the Flin Flon Bombers, another one there. Nippon Hawks get their guy with Ryan Lefave and Davis Chorney for the Weyburn Red Wings. Hammond did make my mm. team as that 13th forward. And again, our defense has to be at LaPointe and Vardy on the top line. Bordis of the Nippon Hawks with Hayden Tuba, who I believe hit, hit a little bit of an injury bug there. Mm-hmm. So Melfort's going to hope to get him back as soon as they can, definitely before the playoffs. And uh, McKellen Couture and Reese Richmond and Tanner Skorouk mm-hmm. rounding out my defensive unit. It's Shell and Cannon for me. Yeah. And I don't think your goaltending in your veteran is really no. any no. Um, anything to argue yeah. with uh, Shell and Cannon and Harash. Those are your, are your three that are definitely on it. And if there's one guy on our teams that uh, probably has benefited the most and gotten on this team because of a move at the trade deadline, I would say it's probably McKillian Couture because mm-hmm. he has been outstanding for LaRange. Yeah. And a big LaRange is absolutely on fire, the hottest team in the SJHL, um, and they... Uh, getting a ton from Couture, and people know what he could do, needing the right situation, the right fit, and clearly LaRange is the right fit for Couture. So, Comment okay. along if you if you can on your SJHL showcase teams. If you want to, you know, you got some time sit, sitting around to put together your roster, who you would yeah, like to see to together. See it. It's always fun to, you know, match players up together. As mentioned, you know, Samson and Mercier, yeah. there's just so much to be on that top yeah. line. You get to catch up with them. It's just fun uh, <sighs> to think kind about. of, yeah, analyzing who would want to play with who in these all-star formats. Yeah, and please... 
please god let's have it next year because everybody's yeah, yeah. so tired of the pandemic yeah we're gonna roll right into now your ca road report is we don't have much time left in the show but yeah. we gotta of course get you set with what's to come in the sjhl another week full of hockey uh we'll be in humboldt on wednesday with another eighth i think edition yeah. of the dog and pony show between the hounds and the broncos mm-hmm. but i i said it in the first segment my eyes are on kindersley melville mm. notre dame larange and yorkton that battle for the last three spots already is piqued my interest. You got five teams and only three are getting in. So, and and, and all those teams are on rolls right now. Melville, yeah. Kindersley, maybe Yorkton. I think they've lost their last two, but uh, they're the one you know with a little bit of a little bit of separation over uh, a Notre Dame, Kindersley, and Melville. Yeah, it's going to be a great down the line. I'm kind of taking it in a somewhat different direction. That middle pack. Middle Pack, Flinflon, Battlefords, Melfords. Just want to see their shuffling. They're going to be there. spicy, and Battlefords has a pair in Flinflon, and uh, I think Battlefords a little smarting. They were red hot before Larange came in and gave them a bloody lows this last week. So very interested to see how Battlefords does in Flinflon and uh, Melford and Larange. You talked about that Larange situation. Melford, they've been very um, a little inconsistent lately. Up mm-hmm. when they're up and down when they're down. Also, again, we mentioned so, Tuba. There's a little bit of yeah. a, a little bit of an injury bug yeah. going ben through. Yeah, just came just came back Joel from an injury. Favreau's in and Favreau's out. In and out. Yeah. yeah, so there's there's some uh, inconsistency in terms of the lineup in Melford. So I'm se- interested to see how Melford does with Larange in a home and home. But you can never count out a Trevor Blevins coached hockey team ever. Well, I mean, and, and you met those three teams you mentioned. Those are great games this weekend. You got Melford in LaRange on Friday. Then Battleford goes to Flintflon on Saturday. And mm-hmm. then LaRange in Melford on Saturday as well. So you're going to see maybe a little bit of shuffling there. But I, I hope it doesn't because a Battleford's Melford first round series would be uh, something special. That was the last yeah. time we had a championship. That was the championship. Right. So in the first round, that will uh, yeah. be a fun one to break the down. The Battleford's North Star still. You're defending <laughs> the right. Cup champions. Years ago now or what? The 4-5 matchup will be amazing amazing if that's the way it goes down obviously thank you for everyone for watching we're back in studio live with sj at noon if you can't catch it it's all on your podcasts on spotify or apple music wherever you get your podcasts uh Nugsy, right in the equilibrium again wherever you are he'll be there <laughs> <laughs> big thanks to jared six of the notre dame hounds and of course robin chris of great western brewery just Pick up your 15-pack of original 16. I might go get one on the way home, and I get some tickets that we can give out for uh, a couple SJHL games. Big thanks to you for watching, and we'll be back next Monday, as always, right here on SJ at Noon.